Lovely. Okay, perfect. So we're in this, uh, we're in this um, passage, John chapter 6, and we're beginning a series here in the I Ams of Jesus, uh, which is seven, seven statements which Jesus makes about himself in John's Gospel, um, which reveals so much about um, who Jesus really is and what he, what he came to do. And we're starting with this one, which, which may be very familiar to you, I am the, the bread of life. You know, we just prayed together, didn't we? Give us today our daily bread. You know, the idea of bread and that God is our bread and he uh, sustains us and provides for us. Those ideas are quite uh, familiar if you, if you know that prayer. And uh, this one here in John 6 is a really good promise for lockdown. Um, I don't know how you, you've been finding this third lockdown, but, it, you know, it is tough. It is tough for all of us in different ways. And yet here we have a promise which is just so good for difficult times. Um, and it reminds us that Jesus is, uh, is sufficient for us. You know, no matter how empty we feel and no matter how tough life gets, if we run to him, uh, then he can satisfy us and he can fill us with, him, with himself, no matter how tough life is. So uh, this is a great, a great promise. Um, let me pray again for the Lord's help as we uh, go back into John 6 together. Dear Father, we thank you that Jesus is the bread of life and we pray that as we think about what that means, you would feed us on your word, on him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The first thing I want to tell you about this passage, uh, which is uh, very related to the feeding of the 5,000, as we've seen, is that the feeding of the 5,000 is a throwback miracle. It's a throwback miracle. Uh, I don't know if you've... Um, had an experience where you've uh, had, a, had an old family photo album and you've been flicking back through the photos from your past and uh, you look at it and it's like looking back into a past life, isn't it? You can, you can kind of remember uh, what you were doing and the events there, but it feels like a whole world away, doesn't it? Or if you're on social media, you might be familiar with the Throwback Thursday you know, every now and again you'll get a picture, uh, uh, you know, Zach, here's what you were doing 10 years ago, or here's what you were doing six years ago, and it transports you back to a, to a past life. Um, this, is, this is what we've got with the feeding of the 5,000. It's like a throwback miracle. In other words, it takes God's people back to a point in their, in their history. And uh, as I want to try to show you, John 6 is full of language from the book of Exodus and from the Exodus story. So even the phrase, I am, when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, that is a little phrase taken from Exodus chapter 3, where God reveals himself to Moses. Maybe you remember that. And uh, Moses says, you know, who shall I say has sent me? And I am has sent you, is the answer. I am who I am. And it's a phrase which God uses of himself, which means that God is without beginning, that God is without end, that God is the essence of reality and all that is. It's, it's I am the living one. That is who God is. And so Jesus, when we come to John 6, is using this I am language about himself. And if he just did it once, you know, we might chalk it off as an accident. But in John's Gospel, he says it all the time about himself. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am 
the light of the world. I am the way, the truth and the life. He, he takes the name of the living God upon him, upon himself. So Exodus chapter 3 is behind John 6. But then you think about the Exodus story where, where God's people were led by Moses through the Red Sea out into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, God provided them with what? He provided them with food and with manna from heaven, didn't he? So God provided for a big crowd in the wilderness. Well, think about what's happening here in John chapter 6. Jesus has crossed the sea. He's gone to the other side. Large crowds are behind him. He's in a type of wilderness, surrounded by lots of people. And now he's going to provide food from heaven. Now, this is not a coincidence. This is that throwback miracle. Throwback to a former life. He takes the name of God upon himself. I am from Exodus. And he provides for people in the wilderness, just like Moses did. So, we're being transported, aren't we, back to that Exodus story. And just like in that Exodus story... There was a lot of hungry people to feed in the wilderness. You know, you've got a great nation that has been led out into this desert place. What are they going to eat? And same here in John 6. Look at the size of the crowd. In verse 2, we're told that there is a great crowd. In verse 5, he saw a great crowd. Verse 7, it would take more than half a year's wages to feed this crowd. Verse 9, how will five loaves and two fish feed so many? Verse 10, there were about 5,000 men. So this is a big crowd. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be like the crowds of today. There'd be no social distancing going on here. There'd be no uh, uh, masks and no two metre plus. Uh, You know, they would be tightly packed in all around Jesus, looking for Jesus, waiting to see what he was going to do. So that's where we are. There's this big crowd out in the wilderness with the great I am. What is, what is going to happen? Well, you can see that the disciples are very worried about this. You know, they don't know uh, what Jesus is going to do. And they sort of would rather the crowd went home and fed themselves because they've got a bit of a problem, haven't they? But look what Jesus says Uh, about this crowd in verse 10 and 11. So hopefully you can uh, see that in your Bibles. I'll just uh, flick to this one uh, because we're we're in the ESV, aren't we? So uh, verse, verse 10, Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. So do you see, just like God did for the Israelites all those years ago, he does for this crowd now. He provides so much for the people that they are all satisfied and there's even some left over. So do you see, God is in this crowd. This is the great I am feeding his people. So that's the first thing, yeah? This is a throwback miracle where we're being uh, transported to to a former life, a former time in history. And Jesus is drawing upon that history to show who he really is. 
So secondly then, uh, I want us to see that this throwback miracle is a signpost to satisfaction. It's a signpost to satisfaction. That's the second thing. And uh, have a look at what Jesus says then in verse 25. The crowd are following after him. They're running after him. They want to see more signs. And it says this. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, God the Father has set his seal. Um, Right at the beginning of the very first lockdown, I don't know if you can remember uh, all, the, all the way back to that first lockdown, I got a call from my, my wife, who'd gone to collect our shopping uh, from, a, from a big supermarket, and we had one of those click and collect things, you know, where you can order the shopping online and then you can just go and pick it up. But when she arrived, the click and collect station was all locked up. And so she went into the main shop and said, look, what's happening? I'm due to be picking up this shopping, but it's all closed. And uh, the, uh, the lady behind the counter said, yes, we've had to cancel. We've had to cancel all of our click and collects because there's been so much panic buying. And uh, she rang me and just didn't, didn't know what to do because the click and collect was all shut down. In the main store, the shelves were all empty. And um, this was a huge thing because the, the supermarket in question here is not, it's not just a big supermarket. It's one of those superstores, you know. And uh, she was ringing me up and she was saying, there is not a single pint of milk left in this superstore uh, shop. You know, and uh, she, was, she was panicking about what to do. And I don't know if you had a similar experience in that, in that first lockdown, but it was amazing, wasn't it, just to, to have those simple essentials drawn away. And uh, you don't realise, do you, how much you, you value things and you need these things until they're taken away. And of course, for many people, that is their constant reality. You know, we, the, the reality is on that day, we could just drive to another shop, and thankfully they, they did have it. But for lots of people around the world, they, they cannot do that. They are in this permanent state where they do not know where the basics for life are going to come from. And in many ways, that helps us to sympathise with these crowds. You know, on a human level, we can kind of understand them. Uh, they couldn't just buy a loaf of bread and put it in the freezer. You know, in this culture, they live day to day, hand to mouth. You know, you had to earn your money for the day, buy what you needed for that day, and uh, there was sometimes no guarantee that tomorrow you would have the food that you needed. And so having someone like Jesus around, who can sort out your next meal for you, is pretty good, isn't it? You know, you can imagine after experiencing the miracle of the loaves and the fish, they're saying, right, you know, I'm following Jesus, you know, because he seems to be able to put food in our stomachs. You know, we won't have to uh, have this fear of uh, uh, not having enough. So we we can kind of sympathise with them running after Jesus, can't we? But actually, that is where our sympathy should end, because according to Jesus, they've, they've really missed the point about who he is. They've only understood half of the story. So have a look in verse uh, 14, what they, what they actually say about Jesus. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet 
who has come into the world. So they, they've seen the sign and they recognise that he is a great prophet. They, they see half of the truth, but they're still a long way from actually grasping who he is. And you can see that in verse uh, 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your, lo- your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes. No, as Jesus is saying, look, you're not, you're not following me because you've seen the signs and you now want to trust me. You're following me because I've filled up your tummies and you think it might happen again. And so Jesus is saying, look, you're, you, you partly see, but there's a cloud of unbelief here. You're not, you're not actually recognising the truth about who I am. And yet, wonderfully, uh, Jesus is ready to help them with that true problem. He's going to help them, not by providing another meal, but by showing them what their greatest need is. Not to have their tummies filled but to have their souls filled with the truth about God. That's what the miracle is pointing to. So you can see in verse 33 how he he really brings brings that out, if you can uh, have a look at that. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, well, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am The bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. You see, Jesus is saying, look, you're in the right place. But you're after the wrong thing. You're in the right place. But you're after the wrong thing. You're you're just thinking about food for the tummy. You're working for the bread that spoils. You're giving everything just for the stuff of this life. When actually, Jesus is saying, there is a bigger problem, a bigger need. Your your soul is hungry. Your soul is hungry. And that's what it's always been about. You know, Moses in the wilderness, Jesus and the crowds, the manna from heaven, the loaves and the fish. It's all about this. It was a signpost to the God who provides what we really need. To the God who satisfies us with himself, with eternal life, who fills up the hungry soul and not just the tummy. One uh, little quote I was reading online recently uh, really captured this. It said, Every, every blessing through Jesus is a deficient gospel. Every blessing in Jesus is truly good news. Every blessing through Jesus is a deficient gospel. Every blessing in Jesus is truly good news. You see, if every blessing is just through Jesus, it makes him like a click and collect service, doesn't it? He's just the place we go to to get the blessings. The blessings just come, we go to Jesus, and he gives them to us, and then we walk away again. 
But if every blessing is in Jesus, if he actually is the bread of life and the one who satisfies, not just the one who gives the gifts, but the giver himself, then that is really, really good news. Because it means that when we believe in him, verse 29, which is what he says to do, when we believe in him, we will never go hungry, we will never grow thirsty. Jesus is the gospel. In him, friends, all of our greatest needs are met. Our sins are taken away. We are given everlasting life. We are connected to God our Father, all in Jesus. He is the bread which satisfies us. And so you can see, I hope you can see the application uh, here. You know, if you, were, if you were to ask lots of people today, if you were to do a survey of your neighbours and you were say to, say to them, what do you think your greatest need is? What do you think your greatest need is? I think lots of people now would say a, a quick vaccine. Wouldn't they? Roll out the quick vaccines. Uh, that's the answer to all of our problems. As soon as we can have a vaccine, then all of our problems are going to go away. Others would say the end of this lockdown. You know, as soon as this lockdown ends, all my problems will go away. The end of the lockdown is my greatest need, a normal life. Some people would say, if I just had more money, then I'd be able to survive this. My greatest need is just more money. If I can get that, then I can cope with anything. Some might say, well, the schools open again. The greatest need at the moment is to have schools open again. And of course, those are all good things, aren't they? All of them. But our greatest need, is to look to Christ each and every day. To come back to him and to say, Lord, I feel empty. I'm finding this tough. I'm struggling to face another day in this wilderness that I live in. Will you feed me with yourself? Feed me with the truth of who you are. Feed me with the truth of the gospel so that I can carry on. And so if you're feeling weary, which I guess all of us are, in different ways, well, we can look to Christ. We can look to Christ. And maybe if you're here for the first time or you're joining online and you, you, know, you wouldn't call yourself a, a Christian, um, you know, I, hope, I hope this has persuaded you um, that your greatest need is to know Jesus the bread of life. Uh, one, one old Christian writer said, my soul will be restless until it finds its rest in you. My soul will be restless until it finds its rest in you. There are so many things we look for, aren't there? We look around for rest, rest. But until we come to Jesus, we will be restless because he is the one who satisfies. And uh, if you are here and you already know Jesus as the bread of life, well then we need to, we need to keep sharing this news with the world, don't we? Uh, I was reading one description of a Christian which I love. Um, a Christian is just one beggar trying to show another beggar where to get bread. It's one beggar showing another beggar where to get bread. I love that. You know, a Christian, all a Christian is, is a hungry person who has found life in Jesus, and now they're trying to say to other hungry people, you too can find life in Jesus. It's just one beggar trying to show another beggar where to get bread. And Rob was telling me that you've even 
I've got a group in this church, I don't know who's, who's on it, about, about evangelism, reading a book about evangelism. And they're trying to get the news of Jesus out. Well, that's fantastic, isn't it? Because he is the bread of life who satisfies us. So, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord for that. And uh, that we can come to Jesus, this one who fills us forever, and then take that message out. Let's uh, say a prayer of thanks to God, shall we? Father, we do really thank you for Jesus, that you sent him into the world that he is the bread of life and uh, forgive us, Lord, for when we go searching in other places. Uh, we have so many needs, so many important needs, um, but very often, Lord, we can neglect you, we can turn from you. And uh, we just pray that you'd help us not to be like this crowd who, who just ran to you for what they could get from you, who treated you like a vending machine. You know, who just wanted to go and put the money in and push the button, get what they wanted and then leave. Uh, so often we can treat you like that. Uh, forgive us, Lord. Help us to be those who see that actually you, Jesus, are all that we need. Uh, the forgiveness of sins, the life everlasting, all that we can have in you. And help us to take this message out as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.